Hi my loves and welcome to the Living Deep Breath Stories podcast. I'm your host Meryl Parker and today I have a special episode for you. I'm going to tell you the story of my mum or some of her story. So recently she celebrated her 80th birthday. She had me when she was 36, my brother she had when she was 26 after moving to Australia from India the year before and I will go into more of that in what I'm about to share. So my mum's quite an amazing woman, well she is an amazing woman and this is the, what I shared on at her 80th birthday so I wanted to share it here as well so more people can enjoy hearing her story. And what she also said at, I just focused more on what I knew of her and her life. And what she also shared at her 80th birthday party was she she thanked many people. And she also, one of the people, some of the people she thanked was also my dad's family, my cousins and aunties and uncles who welcomed her very warmly when she moved to Australia. And she said, and it was not just because Granddad Parker told everyone that she was an Indian princess when she married my dad and was moving here because mum had received this sari from a prince and so I guess that was where Granddad got his wires crossed and he told everyone that she was an Indian princess. So she did seem very exotic. My cousins who lived on the farm of told me that she came with her long nails and they would go to the window of the house and look in at her and she was always very stylishly dressed so she must have been quite the anomaly in Perth in 1968 because it was very different then there were not a lot of foreigners or not as I mean everyone's a foreigner here but uh, you know what I mean like Indians at that time and she was in the paper and it and she also didn't know how to cook when she moved here and so she learned a lot from my Nana Parker and my dad's mum and uh, her mum Nana Hazel would send Indian spices to Australia so that she could cook Indian food as well which was appreciated by those who came for dinner at my mum and dad's house. They wanted to try the Indian food as well. So yes she learned a lot from Nana Parker and even today when I'm like, Mum, why don't you wash the dishes like this, like the way that I'm washing them? She refuses to because Nana Parker taught her in 1968 to wash them in a certain way and that's the way she's doing it. Okay. So, let me get started on the story of my mum. Mum, Nana, Auntie Marg, Margs, Marguerite. We can now reveal, finally, was born on the 17th of October 1942 to Joseph and Hazel DeLima. She was born into a Golan Catholic community settled in Santa Cruz, Bombay, 
Dominic was a year older and following her three brothers, Adrian, Christopher and Raphael were born before her sister Michelle when mum was seven. In the next five years, Jeremy and Eugene were born too, completing their family of eight children. One of the games they'd play as kids was to push Queen Marguerite around in a cardboard box car while she waved at the crowd. When people ask me if I speak Hindi, I always tell them that no, my mother grew up more British than the British. Mum learned to speak Hindi at school, but also French. When she was 12, her father, a doctor, succumbed to the stomach cancer he had suffered for the few years prior. This was by far the worst thing that ever happened in mum's life. Nana Hazel had to go to work and the eight brothers and sisters each had to make it on their own. Most were sent to boarding school but mum stayed in Bombay to help out like getting her baby brother Eugene's milk on her lunch break. It was a difficult time being without much money and not being able to show it. But out of such adversity came great gifts. Mum is so proud of how each of her siblings excelled in their own way. Another example of the gifts that came out of the adversity is that there has never been an extended family celebration where mum was not required to cut the cake. But her expertise was born in those years when a protractor would be brought to the table for her to divide a cake or an Easter egg into eight perfect equal parts, which all her siblings watching on, with all her siblings watching on to make sure they each got their fair share. Mum has always been known for her sense of style. When she was a teenager, the church provided donations of clothes sent from America and Mum would select some items and then sew them into new styles when she had worn them enough. No one ever imagined that the family was suffering because, like Mum, they all held themselves with pride, poise and grace. At university, Mum studied economics and French, then became a teacher. She also had jobs welcoming the VIPs at the airport and as a restaurant reviewer for Diners Club. She was, like today, a social butterfly, but she also gave most of her pay to Nana Hazel to help the family. Mum is still such a giving person today. She would rather see you enjoying something than have it herself. Mum had a few suitors and even dated a prince, which is where she got the sari from, and it was made it was red and gold, made of real gold. But she didn't want to marry the prince because then she'd have to do what he said. 
Then came one James Parker, a ship's engineer in the Merchant Navy through the Gulf. They met at a New Year's party on the ship. Mum was so tired from going out non-stop over the holiday season, but Philou, her friend, had met Derek, who was one of Dad's workmates and friends on the ship, and so Mum went. In October, they got married in Bombay, and then Mum left for Perth to stay with Dad's parents in their little weatherboard house. This shows that Mum was either very brave or had absolutely no clue what she was getting into. It was hard, and especially that first Christmas when, pregnant with Andre, my brother, she had to go around on the 40-degree day in the Mini Cooper with Grandad Parker as he delivered presents dressed as Santa Claus. Dad was still working away on the ship for months at a time while Mum lived there in Hilton. But once Andre was born, the following July, he became her world. When Andre was two, they had the money to go back to India and seeing that her family were all doing fine, she felt happy and peaceful living in Perth. Times were tough but she knew she was forging a better life for herself and for her family, four of whom ended up migrating here too, as well as Sandra and Frank and Philo and Derek, friends of mum's from Bombay and dad's friends from the ship. So Andre grew up with the cousins on dad's side and for me I had lots of cousins around my age on mum's side. Mum has never shied away from short-term sacrifice for long-term gain or been afraid to go against the grain. When Andre was two, she decided to go to teacher's college even though it wasn't the done thing for women to work here in those days. But Mum wanted her independence and freedom. She knew what it was to be financially disadvantaged and so she would have to drop Andre at daycare in Fremantle at 8.30am and then make it to Claremont by 9am to be marked present. While maintaining her wifely duties, she studied and did her exams, leading onto a long and fruitful and fulfilling career as a high school social studies, religion and English teacher while raising us. Dad worked on the platform for two weeks of every month from when I was five to 15 and mum handled her schoolwork, the housework, cooking, entertaining, being emotionally there for us, shuttling Andre to hockey and me to dancing while always being well-dressed with perfect hair and makeup. She seems to have endless energy but it wasn't always easy. <coughs> Mum is not afraid to stand up for who or what she believes in. At dancing, she was the only mother to ever say no to Valerie Heston in the whole dance school of 500 students, or maybe a thousand students. Like the time she was supposed to sew a different size sequence onto my headpiece, she said, I'm marking reports here and these were the sequins I was given. I'm not doing it again. 
all the time that she had just got her Mercedes and a man accosted her in the car park at Kmart and told her to hand over the keys. You're not taking my car, she shouted and pushed him. The man fled. And this was only like five to ten years ago. Mum is also very patient, gentle, kind, forgiving and endlessly loving. My God, to put up with Dad, Andre and I thinking we know it all over all these years. It's that inner strength and belief in herself that's not showy but has a rubber-like resilience. Things just bounce off. As Auntie Madhu said at Mum's 75th, Mum is the glue that keeps the family together. Her favourite day of the year is her birthday because all of her six brothers and her sister, of course, call her on that day. Mum makes friends wherever she goes and always has time for a chat, whether it be with the neighbours, colleagues or cousins, and she will always call you on your birthday. And it's inspiring how she runs all this from her one 12-month calendar kept on the kitchen bench. She loves her Catholic faith, her bridge, her weekly bridge, her daily walk around Cardinia, making sure she gets her 10,000 steps in each day, prime movers, volunteering, coffee catch-up, being financially savvy, growing her roses and her abundance of fruit and then giving them to people. She loves to laugh and I love how ready she is to share a joke. But most of all mum loves being a nana to Dylan, Jack and Mitchell. For all of these reasons and more, we love you mum. And we are so happy to celebrate the 80 stylish years you have graced this earth and all you have achieved, enjoyed, overcome and become. So that, it is, that is it, my dear. That is the story I shared at Mum's 80th birthday party. I hope you enjoyed it too. And if you do enjoy this podcast don't forget to subscribe and to leave me a review thank you so much I share weekly stories and tips and advice on manifesting flow travel adventures creativity and love till next week for the next show I wish you much happiness. Bye for now.